The following is a message from Wellsprings Congregation. Can you guess? When I lost all my money, I lost all my friends, and they said we'd be pals, pals to the end. When I had some money, in my face they did grin, but gone was my money. Gone was my friends, money and friends. Where did they go? Where can they be? Why have my friends forsaken me? When I had some money, in my face they did grin. But gone was my money, gone was my friends, money and friends. I think my first friend was my dad. I have amazing memories of him pulling me on the sled through the snow in the winter, going to the movies, just the two of us rehabbing houses, and just hanging out. From the time I was about five years old to the time that I was ten, which is about the time when I began to individuate from the family, when I just started to develop my own sense of who I was, and I started developing really my own friendships that last until this day. My dad's view of friendship expressed in the Money in Friends song was, or is, kind of cynical. Uh, I have a very different view of friendship and how I think about friends. I think there is no greater honor that can be bestowed upon someone than to call them a friend. We're born into our families, at least as far as we know, we don't choose them. But we pick our friends, and they pick us. And th this may sound kind of corny, but our friends complete us. They are as much a reflection of who we are as who we want to be. They define and push us. They defend us. They can frustrate us, but they also love and understand us in ways our families usually are unable to. I think that every day we wake up, we recommit to our friends. As we come to the end of the message series on friendship... I wanted to take you all on a journey through some of my personal friendships and and how they connect to the message I call the music of friendship. In December 1975, a kids TV show premiered 
on uh, one of the Saturdays. And the show was out of the mind of Sid and Marty Croft, the people who bought you the Banana Splits and Land of the Lost and a lot of those shows from the late 60s, early 70s. Uh, I know uh, Ken loves those shows, Rev Ken. I do, too. But there was one that always stood out for me, and that was the show Sigmund and the Sea Monster. And it's the story of a sea monster who's kicked out of his family because he doesn't know how to scare people. And as he goes out into the world, he meets these two kids, and they become friends. It's important to note that the pilot episode did not have the song Friends, uh, but it was the theme song for subsequent episodes. And um, I think it really defines what friendship is all about when you're 12. Nothing like a day out on the beach when all it does is rain. You need somebody else to make the sun come out again. And when you find that special someone you never expected to, it'll make you believe in magic things. The sun come out for you. Talking about friends, 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 knocking at your door. Friends, 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 that's what friends are for. Friends won't let you down. Everybody needs friends, 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 knocking at your door. Friends, 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 that's what friends are for. Friends won't let you down. Everybody has friends, 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 everybody needs friends, friends, friends. Everybody's got friends, friends, friends. Anthropologist Robin Dunbar theorizes that there was no limit to how many friends a person can have. In general, most people have 150 friends, 50 good friends, 15 close friends, and 5 intimate friends. I would add that it's not about the numbers. It's about the quality of those friendships. The connection. The Buddha says that there are four types of desirable friendships. The first one is the helper. The person can be identified by four things. Protecting you when you are vulnerable. A refuge when you are afraid. And in various tasks providing double what is requested. One who is always there to give aid when needed, and one who asks for little or nothing in return. They will always protect you and show you the way, even when you are lost or need guidance. I met Mark H. when I um, first moved to Yaden. He lived down the street from me. Uh, literally like six apartments down from the house that I grew up in. And I was kind of a, a, a sort of a popular kid on the block because my parents' house had a very large backyard. So all the kids wanted to come over because we could play kickball or football or basketball. There was enough room where you could really run around and have a, 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 a and, and, and play a game. Um, 
Mark, though, and I shared a very special connection and that we both had a passion for music. Mark and I started uh, or played together in my first band that I was ever in called Ripcage, which he and I started with a friend of his named Mark C. Um, Mark C. went on to some critical acclaim in a local heavy metal band called Chasen. Um, Mark and I recorded the first piece of music that I ever recorded. When I say first, I mean like on a little cassette recorder. It was this little piece of music that he and I composed together where he's playing guitar and I'm playing this little synthesizer that I built from scratch. Mark had a friend named Troy and uh, Troy and I would at one point in our friendship have a band together, but it wouldn't be till after high school. But Troy was always there, and he was, in some ways, the helper to me. He was always looking out for me. My earliest memory of Troy is uh, my mom coming out of the house and seeing him throwing me around the front yard and going, why are you beating up my son? And Troy going, I'm not beating him up. I'm teaching him to fight. On um, a Sunday... In 1975, not too long after I started my first band with Mark C. and uh, Mark H., my dad handed me something that would change my life. I remember it was sometime around 5.30 in the afternoon. He handed me a ticket to a show. It was to see Queen at the Tower Theater. So not only was I going to see Queen, and not only were they performing bohemian rhapsody for the first time but the entire night of the opera album i was going with my two friends that i was in a band with and for any of you who are from the area who know the tower theater back in the day it was a very intimate theater and it had seats instead of the way it's set up now where there's uh where it's standing room and there were no bad seats on the floor, and I think we were sitting probably dead center, maybe like in the 20th row, 15th row, perfect view, you know, not that far from the soundboard, and I have this vivid memory of seeing of Queen performing that, um, that show. It was just amazing, and to be there with my friends was the coolest. And um, that night at the show, Queen played uh, a song that I think is uh, a little bit more mature look at friendship than the Friends song from uh, the Sigmund and the Sea Monster show. And for any of you who saw the movie Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, Freddie wrote this song about someone that was his best friend. Whatever this world can give to me, I got you, you're all I see. Oh, you make me live now, honey. Oh, you make me live. Oh, you're the best friend that I've ever had. I've been with you such a long time. You're my sunshine. And I want you to know that my feelings are true. I really love 
the second type of friend the Buddha talks about is the enduring friend. They can be identified by four things. By telling you their secrets, guarding your secrets, not abandoning you during misfortune, maybe even dying for you. The friend who stands by you through every event in your life and will walk with you always. The enduring friend does not pass judgment, but is simply there through it all for you. From graduation of high school to my 30s, there the number of important people in my life grows. Uh, but my high school friendships don't end. Actually, they deepen. And uh, my friend Susan is introduced to the group. Uh, so is Josh. Uh, there are two Rachels. And um, the thing that really connects us all, that really keeps us all together, is our love of music, art, and uh, film, and just being creative. Uh, Scott ended, and I ended up being roommates. Uh, we got an apartment uh, in South Philly when I started school at UArts. Uh, Scott was going to Temple where he met Josh and Rachel. I uh, knew the other Rachel. <laughs> she was my girlfriend at the time, and we, she was also going to Temple, and they all had classes together, and we had an apartment, and they all would come back and hang out at our apartment. And, of course, Mark K. and Bill and Mark's brother Ted also would come over, and it was this extension, this growth of the number of friends I've had. And all of those friends are still with me, for the most part, with one exception, to this day, um, sadly, Mark had his demons, and he lost his life uh, on my birthday three years ago. Um, this is a picture here of uh, all of us celebrating his life uh, with our with some of our partners. There's Scott over in the corner, and um, Susan, and uh, she's there with Marcello, who is her husband, and Scott's there with Jackie. Troy's in the background. I'm in the foreground, and there's Sally next to me. And uh, and my friend Bobby, who was in a band with Scott and I and Mark, is over there next to uh, Susan. And, um, yeah, we miss Mark. And I think the song that really um, symbolizes that period of my life those uh, those twenties to thirties is um, Elton John's song about friends, and we're going to do that one right now. I hope the day will be a lighter highway for friends are found on every road. Can you ever think of any better way? Lost and weary traveler to go Making friends for the world to see Let the people know 
friend at hand, you will see the light. If your friends are there, then everything's alright. If your friends are there, then everything's alright. And that was my 30s. My friends were there. And uh, through all of the craziness of trying to figure out how to turn in, how to grow up into an adult, and uh, they were there. The third quality of a friend, the Buddha says, is the mentor. And the mentor can be identified by four things. By restraining you from wrongdoing, guiding you towards good actions, telling you what you ought to know, and showing you the path to the heavens. This type of teacher or parent caregiver, someone who teaches through love, kindness, and their own actions and compassion, this person has the most patience with you and truly wants to set an example. During my first year of college, uh, I went to University of the Arts. I was a little bit older. I had taken a couple years off. I would played in a bunch of bands, um, hung out in New York a lot. And so I started college when I was 19. During uh, that first year, I met uh, in my English class, I met uh, the cultural critic, New York writer, Camille Paglia. And Camille and I became friends, an odd, maybe an odd friendship of a 19-year-old freshman and a 40-year-old teacher who had just moved to Philadelphia to teach at UArts from teaching at an Ivy League school. But I connected. Uh, She was the first teacher I ever had that made me realize that there was really art in pop culture, that... um, that the people creating this stuff, there were some people who were taking it very seriously and had a knowledge and a breadth of history, and I was eager to soak it all up. Uh, not too long after uh, I started school, though, I got a manager and an investor, and I was on my way to having a music career, and um, I asked Dr. Polly if she would mentor me. And she did for about four four or five years. But the one thing she said to me was that I was not in touch with myself, that I was sort of disconnected. And um, so, and I was getting some of the same things from some of my friends that just said I was, I was not in a good space. And so I talked to Rachel, my girlfriend at the time, and I, she talked to her mother, who talked to one of her friends, who recommended uh, Elizabeth. And Elizabeth has become and is the mentor of my life. We have been together um, since our first session in 1988. And she is one of the biggest driving forces and and one of my closest and dearest friends and uh, has just been there with me through everything from the passing of my mom to everything, who I am today. And she's been 
a guiding force in, in all of that. So the song that I think of when I think of um, Elizabeth is uh, James Taylor's You Got a Friend. When you're down and troubled and you need a helping hand and nothing September 2013, I uh, made a new friend, and her name was Sally. Sort of the story of how Rodney met Rodney met Sally. <laughs> and it wasn't long after meeting Sally. It was September, uh, December of 2013. Sally brought me to Wellsprings. They say it is unlikely that you meet new friends as an adult, particularly when you're in your 50s. Um, but by walking through the doors at Bell Hall, I made two of the 300 friends. Um, it didn't all happen at once, but and it's not all the same level of friendship, but this community and the connection of this community is so, so important to me and the friendships that I have developed and um, been uh, lucky enough to be part of over the past five, six years really mean a lot to me. Um... And um, particularly during this uh, coronavirus pandemic and how we're all shut in and <clears throat> how we're still able to connect is um, so, so important to me. Um, you know, um, over the past couple of weeks, uh, my friendships have deepened with 
members of the community, you know, I'm in the band, but I am the last member to join the band. And, you know, we, uh, we usually just see each other on Sunday morning. We get together early and rehearse. And there are clearly some friendships that are developed. I feel really connected to everyone that's in the band. But over the past couple of weeks, I've been talking to everybody more uh, as uh, since I'm the person that's been editing this message together uh, I, and putting helping put the music together in this new way we're doing Wellsprings. And I've gotten to know people just a little bit better. And Reverend Lee and I sometimes speak six times a day, uh, literally, like, just in putting this message together. Um, so last Sunday was the first time since we've been in shut lockdown that I've actually watched the message with everybody. Because um, I edit it during the week and so I get to see all of it and I get to see it a lot so I get the message and everything but sitting there in front of the computer and watching it it just felt like I was there at Bell Hall with all of you and I was um and I felt the warmth and the smiles that we couldn't I couldn't see but I felt them and looking at the chat that was on the side of the screen and it um really warmed my heart and really strengthened my connection to all of you. But I have to say it's it's in our it's in our DNA. If you look at the Wellsprings DNA, there's two things that popped out to me that really speak to the quality of the friendships that we cultivate here. Um Honor our relationships. We will be accountable to each other. We'll treat each other with respect, kindness, and compassion. We will receive, give, and share gratitude and recognition eagerly. We will acknowledge the conflict is necessary for authentic relationship, and we will work through conflict with honesty, empathy, and openness. We also will listen deeply. We will strive as individuals and as a community to listen deeply with humility and vulnerability. We'll, we'll, we will honestly evaluate where we are and hope our courage and hope of courageously going where we are called to be. We will be open to the ongoing evaluation of our vision, mission, beliefs, and commitments as our community changes and grows. The last quality that Buddha talks about is the compassionate friend. And that can be identified by four things. By not rejoicing in misfortune, but delighting in your good fortune. Preventing others from speaking ill of you and encouraging others with praise and good qualities. The person showers you with love and praise and happiness regardless of times. They are there to hold your hand and support you through everything. They express their love for you through words, actions, and physical touch. And I can't think of a better manifestation than that, than the Wellsprings community. Um, I think 
it's no surprise or, or it's it's kind of um, serendipitous, fortuitous that uh, the one of the few songs that I sing with the Wellsprings band is uh, a little help from my friends, the Joe Cocker version. Um, so those lyrics that uh, the Beatles came up with are so um, right on with uh, the message, the music of friendship, um, <laughs> right down to the fact that it's about a guy in a band who doesn't think he's all that good, but he makes it work because he got his buds with him, backing him up and playing. And so I'm going to end with uh, just a little bit of a little help from my friends. Good times and bad times. Remember that your friends are as close as a phone call or an email, recalling a memory, or just just thinking about them. And that you're part of this community that values and supports friendship. Will you pray with me? God of our understanding. Thank you for the people you have put in our lives. The connections. The friendships. Thank you for the joy. The meaning and the purpose that those connections bring all the love in my heart 
and the love for this community that we all share. Say amen. If you enjoyed this message and would like to support the mission of Wellsprings, go to our website, wellspringsuu.org. That's wellsprings, the letters uu.org.